Welcome, everyone. It's Yvonne Silva with the Words, Women, and Wisdom Show, the show that's designed to interview inspirational women and help anyone out there elevate your confidence by realizing what is actually possible. If we haven't met in person, I am an enterprise, enterprising, forward-thinking, and original avant-garde female, and I believe in living a mission-inspired and purposeful life. I'm located in Calgary at the base of the Rocky Mountains, and I am here to uplift the spirit of humanity, and I do that through helping women flourish in business. There is a great opportunity for women to lead in business, and we know that when women lead, they actually have more opportunities, they create more opportunities to develop their own staff and also pay women fair wages. So my contribution is helping women to be paid more, to earn what we're really worth, do amazing things in the world by creating big ripples. So the Words, Women and Wisdom show is one of those ripples. So my expertise is women's growth and confident conversations and mentorship, and it was lovely in late September to have received a Women of Inspiration Award in the category of mentorship through the Women of Inspiration group, and that is sponsored by Canadian Business Chicks and also the Nest Foundation. So I'm here today with my beautiful guest, Jamila Gahn. Now, am I pronouncing your name correctly, Jamila? Ah, uh, it's Jamila Jan. <laughs> there we go. So it's a good job yeah. to clarify that. <laughs> yes. Who's <laughs> also with me here in Calgary. Um, I first met Jamila when we were actually, I was listening to um, an ATB. Um, for those of you who don't know, ATB is a bank in Alberta who uh, supports business loans for entrepreneurs and startups. And Jamila sat next to me in the front row. I didn't know at the time she was a speaker, but I was just drawn to her energy and her bubbly personality and a beautiful smile. She was oh, also thanks. extremely <laughs> well-dressed and had this poise and essence about her that said, you've got to get to know this lovely lady. So that was, oh, hmm. Almost a couple of years ago, I think now, wasn't it, Jamila? It was a, yeah, it was a while ago. I, I don't know exactly when it was, but it, it was a while, for sure. <laughs> so we've kept in touch, and also I've been thrilled to see the expansion and uh, some of the rebranding that's happening with her business that she founded, Alora Boutique, which we'll talk a little bit more about shortly, and to really expand on some of the beautiful things that Jamila and her group are doing, and it's a lovely story. It's all about living the dream. So as you're listening, if you have questions, because this is a live show, the Words, Women, and Wisdom show, if you wanted to call in and interact live, you can do so. So have a pen ready. Here comes the number. It's a toll-free number, one 888 627-6008. Again, that call-in number is one 627 6008 Questions, comments, little coaching perhaps, 
and we'll run until five to uh, five to one on the show. So, so pleased to have you here, Jamila. <laughs> Thanks. So, I really appreciate you inviting me. It's okay. an honor. Well, the show is every every two weeks, and I select my guests so that I'm providing a variety of inspirational stories from successful and confident women, and women that have a great story to share, because some of my past guests have really gone through tragedy or chaos, and, and, and gone from tragedy to triumph, or, or chaos to confidence, in their journey, and I think that when I share these stories with the interview guests that I'm bringing to the show, all of which are lovely women, it is inspiring to others to know what's possible. So tell me a little bit about your story. How did you get started with Laura? And perhaps there was some sort of chaos going on in your life that prompted it. I'd love to hear more. Okay, um, so my story with Alora is it kind of started, it started as a hobby with my mother and I, and we just kind of took a jewelry making class and started tinker, tinkering around, and we made so much jewelry that we had to start giving some away, and then eventually people would offer to buy our jewelry, which was like a shocker. We were like, wow, people want to act want to buy the things that we create. But it was still a hobby because I was in university and my mom um, has a very nice full-time job with uh, Alberta Health Services. So it was not something that she was going to take the leap from a union job to be an entrepreneur. So we kind of had it as a hobby for a while. And then once I graduated university, I got a job in insurance. And shortly after that, my husband and I got pregnant. And then at that point, I was like, I had to look at my life and decide the kind of life that I wanted to have. I I knew that I wanted to be a parent that was there for my child when they needed me. And I had to make the decision between having a steady income or having a roller coaster income, but also having the time for my children when they wanted me to be there because I didn't want to have to ask permission to take time off of work if my kid was sick. Mm. So, yeah. I'm so glad to hear you mention that. Um, That was certainly one experience that I had as um, I think, you know, I have a special needs son. And Mm -hmm. when he was um, under five, we went through four surgeries up at Children's Hospital here. And with his, um, health issues and seizures, and I won't go into the, all the details, it required me to be kind of like on standby all the time. Right. And at one point in my in my career, um, this is going back about 14 years ago now, um, I did have a, you know, a senior VP role in a global talent management organization. However, to drop everything and run to the hospital um, wasn't always appreciated or understood by my boss. And it yeah, was I can see that. Yeah, it was challenging because, you know, your kids, you know, they only have one mother, right? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And I think that, I think outsourcing parenting is, I know in this society you, you, like, you need to have the income, but I think outsourcing, like, your parenting is one of the last things I wanted to do. I didn't want to have to outsource that to, like, daycare or something like that if I didn't have to. And it's not that I don't send my kids to daycare, 
because I still need to get work done, but I want to be able to like to be there when they need me. Mm-hmm. I don't like to ask permission. <laughs> so there's that too. Well, you know, in my book, Words, Women and Wisdom, The Modern Art of Confident Conversations, which just rolled off the press, first copy is last week, which I'm super excited about. I yeah, actually congratulations. Talk about this <laughs> I talked about, you know, don't ask for permission. Just do yeah. it. And if you need to, then go back and ask for forgiveness. Without exactly. saying I'm sorry. <laughs> Canadians <laughs> say I'm sorry way too much. It's such a it's polite true. You know, it's actually kind of funny. The other day I held the door open for somebody, but I didn't hold it, like, long enough. So I'm like, oh, I'm really sorry. And it was so ridiculous. But, yeah, we like to say sorry. It's just in our DNA, I think. Mm. Well, (laughs) it's part of being such a peaceful country, which I Mm -hmm. love about Canada. I adopted Canada as my home pretty quickly after arriving here 35 years ago. And that concept of not asking for permission, when we ask, we dilute the opportunity by 50% because the other person may say yes, they may say no, but it gives away our power. And I I am much more a fan of, as I said, jumping, doing it, and then asking asking for forgiveness if needed. And one of my favorite phrases is, hmm, I trust I may be forgiven. That didn't work out quite as I had planned. <laughs> right. I like that. I yeah. like that a lot. <laughs> nice. So, yeah. That's that you've put your kids first. You've been involving your mom. Um, I think your husband is now involved in the business too. Oh, yeah. He does um, sales and marketing. So he's a very integral part of the business. It was actually because – so he – got a degree in computer science, and he, um, well, you know, when the recession hit, he was one of the, because he graduated, and then he got a job, and he was one of the newest workers, so he got laid off. So we were like, oh, well, maybe you could try (laughs) and work in the business, because, I mean, it was, there were a lot of layoffs, and, and he was pretty new to the industry, so it kind of happened by, like, I guess, Maybe let's call it destiny that he had to join the business because yeah he got laid off so he's but now he's a very important part of the business and he makes all of our sales because I am not a salesperson mm. Peter's the better salesperson yeah well you have such a beautiful website and I'll repeat this name again at the end but uh, your website what's the um, URL for it again. It's alora, A-L-O-R-A dot C-A. Lovely. Because I imagine there's quite a bit of upkeep uh, to showcasing all of the beautiful, amazing jewelry that you are making and showcasing that in a way that really does celebrate what you're creating. And when we first connected, what I loved about what you were doing was your use of repurposed materials. So talk to me about the business model because I know that there is a social enterprise element to it and that is a passion for me. I love working with women who are social entrepreneurs. Thanks. Well, so um, the inspiration kind of behind using recycled materials is, so my, uh, that, that side of the family is originally from Ghana and there is, 
when you go to Ghana, you see that there are people who they'll reuse things and they'll repurpose them to make them beautiful again or useful again. And it's kind of the concept of creating something beautiful from something that, that is old, that somebody thought was trash. And it's, it's also good for the environment to be sustainable and eco-friendly because I think as a business, you should try to do what you can to reduce your impact on the environment. And I think that, um, Sustainable sustainability is all about choosing like high quality pieces that have a positive impact on people and reduce the impact on environment. So that's why we like to incorporate a lot of recycled materials, not only for the history of the, the process, which is lost wax casting, the recycled brass, but for making it good for the environment. So we mm. like, yeah, yeah, that's what I like about that. And then the social aspect of it is like, so my mom has always been very generous. She's always um, donated to the mustard seed. And one of our one of our first trunks uh, shows, which was at uh, Alberta Health Services, <laughs> we donated 10% to the mustard seed. And there are a lot of women-focused organizations that, especially locally, that need help. I'm a really big fan of giving where you live. Even though I am from Ghana, I think that there are enough Ganyans in Ghana who can they like this probably sounds bad but they can save themselves they don't need a westerner like me to come in and save themselves there are a lot of hungry people here there are a lot of people who who are in need so using the business as a vehicle to give back also just I don't know I feel like it's the right thing to do I've kind of always been involved in my community I volunteered at the Pine Ridge Community Association for five years as a board member. So I think it's just really important to use what you have in this life to give back. Like my mom said, you're never too poor to give. So that's, mm. that's kind of how I live I my love, life. I love it. And it's it's so interesting how our stories have, have intertwined and connected. Um, mm-hmm. I can't recall if you've actually met my son Alex or not, but he's a special needs artist and he uh, does his um, paintings and artwork and um, after watching a telethon with Operation Smile Telethon where they're uh, showing how they can reshape a child's face to go from disfigured to beautiful and uh, wanted to buy a kid a smile, came running in, Mama, I need a credit card. <laughs> after that, um, you know, his, his card application, because he's a special needs um, with different financial credit history, had... Mm-hmm. Um, his, his credit card applications just kept getting delayed. It was like they vanished into thin air. So finally, oh, wow. I'm going to sell my paintings, and I'm going to raise money that way. And that's what he's been doing. So for the past few years, he's actually raised enough money to pay for four surgeries so far. And that's has um, new pieces coming out later this fall, which uh, I'll, I'll be posting in um, late November, December. And... It's just such a heartwarming thing to watch somebody who's doing something, giving where they're living, um, you know, doing something for others that's so selfless. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. yeah, love it. Yeah, so, I, I think if we all... Sorry, go on. <laughs> so um, I, I'm super, um, I'm super encouraged by watching how business is evolving and... I love to celebrate these kinds of stories because I believe that business can be a vehicle for good and that every business should have some sort of 
social enterprise element. And I think that there's more recognition that we're moving in that direction that's um, coming through in programs like the, the ATB program and uh, other awareness. So thank you yeah. for making that Yeah, no problem. I think, I, well, first of all, ATV is awesome. We bank with them, and we went through ATVX, and that is an amazing program. I encourage people to apply to it. But I also think, yeah, every business should try to have a social aspect to them. I think that that was probably the, the founding thought of the trickle-down economy, that businesses would contribute back to their community instead of only focusing on profits. So I think moving to more social enterprises, businesses that care, are good for capitalism overall. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So yeah. that's um, one of the things that I'm actually doing with um, my book launch. Um, for every copy that's sold of my book, Words, Women, and Wisdom, The Modern Art of Confident Conversations, I'm going to be donating one for every one sold to a women's shelter, foundation, or not-for-profit. Nice. So actually just read a little bit from the book in the preface. For those sure. people who are listening on the call, first time on this uh, show, um, who don't know what it's about. So here's a, here's a snapshot. Ladies, it's time. This book is for women who want to feel more confident, feel more confident in their relationships. And when women do, they're stronger role models for their children and their career and family thrives. Women can help evolve a powerful, nurturing ripple effect for others, especially other women. And when business is led by women, we infuse our feminine energy, nurturing collaboration and making heart-based decisions. Our, firm is on, our focus is on long-term sustainability and thoughtful impact, creating a better world our children will be proud to inherit. So it's just a small segment from the preface. And with the work that you're doing, I believe that you are creating something that your children will be proud to watch you develop. Um, how did the summer pop-up store in East Village go, by the way? Oh, yeah. So um, we launched kind of a female entrepreneurship marketplace, She Empowers, uh, over at East Village for the summer, and it actually went really well. We got a really good response from the community, and we are actually planning on doing a, another pop-up in East Village closer to Christmas um, in the St. Louis Hotel, and we may, this is still in the works, but we may be popping up at a large mall in Calgary as well. So we really want, it, it was good because we were able to help other female product-based entrepreneurs get their their product out to consumers in the market and, and help merchandise and that kind of thing. So it yeah, it was it was successful and we got a lot of, of positive feedback enough so that we're gonna do it again. Lovely. I love stories of women helping women. So this is Well we have to <laughs> We do. We do because there is you know the statistics are still pointing to <clears throat> excuse me, how many Fewer women um, secure, you know, venture capital funding, um, mm -hmm. are sitting on boards for, you know, Fortune 500 companies. We still have a way to go. So women entrepreneurs who are developing our own criteria for success and operating with creativity and passion and heart, 
will influence the landscape in an amazing way. I For sure. That. So I'm going to just play a short clip from okay. the introductory video to my book, because this is really what the book is all about. It's nice. about helping women to have more confident conversations to flourish in business. Here's a clip. Ladies, a new book is on the horizon. Words, Women and Wisdom, the Modern Art of Confident Conversations. This new book is for women ready to rediscover their inner confidence, take a stand for themselves in life and business by using more powerful language. Words are so powerful and already changed history. On October 5th, the New York Times published a story detailing decades of allegations of sexual harassment against film producer Harvey Weinstein. And numerous women in the entertainment industry found the courage to go public, banding together with a powerful voice that change is long overdue. Even Oprah Winfrey, television network icon, gave a rousing speech at the Golden Globe Awards in January. The media has showcased the Time's Up Legal Defense Fund. The Me Too movement is flourishing and all signaling it's time for women's equality and change. I believe it's time to give women the verbal agility to create more confident conversations. Words, Women and Wisdom, The Modern Art of Confident Conversations is the book which provides practical approaches for women to ask for what we really want and receive our request. So there are copies that are going to be available um, shortly through Amazon. However, right today, <laughs> the way that the book ordering is, um, is best um, to be um, secured is through my website. So wordswomenandwisdom.com, and that's A-N-D versus an ampersand, wordswomenandwisdom.com, has the rest of that video on it, and it also has an opportunity for you to order a copy of your book. And if there is a particular women's foundation, not-for-profit or charity, that you would like that to be donated to, um, the pairing donation book, uh, please let me know and there will be a, a way to do that. So we have a couple of launch events. If you want to save the date in your calendar um, coming up where we'll be celebrating the, the book launch. So Calgary, November the 2nd, which is a Friday. More details to follow. Please watch the Facebook page. And if you're on my mailing list with my VIP connections, you'll be seeing that. And if you're calling in or listening from Edmonton, November the 7th, which is a Wednesday in the evening, will be that celebration as well. I had attended the Fearless Women's Summit and spoken earlier in the year to uh, 500 Women, which is another great organization. And uh, there's a number of people in Edmonton eagerly waiting their copy of the book. So <laughs> I'm going to be up in Edmonton. I love working with women's organizations, um, you know, coaching my clients, working with groups who have a vision for not just how to be creating a sustainable business from um, their profits, but also how can we integrate that with giving back in some way to the community, sharing the success in other ways. And I saw, Jamila, that you were doing some interesting things. 
speaking with the alumni recently. What was that uh, oh, yeah. conversation all about? Um, so that was through Enactus, and it's um, about kind of mentoring and helping other entrepreneurs in the, well, students, student entrepreneurs in the MRE Entrepreneurship Program, which, by the way, is amazing. It's very hands-on. I would recommend the business school at Mount Royal, not because I graduated from there, but because I've compared and contrasted from the other university, and the one at Mount Royal is definitely more hands-on and practical. But anyway, it's a, it's a mentorship program, so it's really there to um, interact with the other entrepreneurs and answer any questions that they had. And actually, one of the mentees that I had was part of the She Empowers, so it's really nice to help other people who are who were in the same position as me, and I think and I think that's you know the most important part of life, helping other people who who you know need help because you've been in that situation. So, yeah, the Enactus at MRU is, is a really good program that they have. Mm-hmm. There, yeah. are so, um, there are so many interesting programs popping up. As you know, mm-hmm. the Women of Inspiration Award that I won in September or um, was the award recipient for was um, based on the work I've been doing to chair a number of mentorship programs, um, one of which is a program specifically for um, women leaders. So whether you are a leader inside a corporate organization or a women founder for your own organization or business, the opportunity is there to be mentored by other women of inspiration finalists. So that organization um, that uh, helps to celebrate significant accomplishments through women making amazing impact in ways in the community, there's now four years of award recipients. And many of those ladies have offered to be mentors to more junior um, or less seasoned business owners. Mentorship is magic. It is. It definitely is. It's it's like you get to learn from other people's mistakes, and it's so much better than doing it on your own. (laughs) Well, um, you know, one of the programs that I chair, which is with uh, Canadian Business Chicks, the uh, Boss Chicks Authentic Mentorship Program, um, one of the uh, protégés ended up um, sharing, you know, this is, this is a shared testimonial, it's not speaking out of confidence, um, ended up sh- uh, saving, I think, $4,000 in her first um, couple of months just by not Amazing. going down a rabbit hole after a, a deep conversation with her mentor. So I know how powerful mentorship is. Let's run the second portion of the video clip around Women Helping Women, which is my essence of my book, Words, Women, and Wisdom, The Modern Art of Confident Conversations. Here's a little bit more about the book. Hello, I'm Yvonne Silver. Certified Executive Coach and Senior HR Professional, seasoned in business. I teach women to flourish in business by using more confident language to help empower and engage others. This book is the result of over 35 years of my career, professional career, working in four different countries. I've interviewed over 6,000 people in my career for job interviews, executive coaching, for sales and consulting conversations. And I've listened to hundreds of women in particular who are looking for a better way to collaborate. They're looking to be 
uh, asking for what they really want and heard and validated, especially in business. And women often earn less than men for doing exactly the same job. It's 2018. It's time for change. The modern art of confident conversations explores words we use at home, at work, words that trip us up, elevate us and encourage us, and when no words are even required. It is about how to leverage the power of words in a positive, in a collaborative and impactful way. Now I work with women entrepreneurs and leaders who are empowering other women and leading through mentorship programs and my coaching, public speaking, interviews and writing. Mm. Nice. So it's, um, it's so interesting to, to watch the evolution and I'm delighted that your business has continued to expand and grow since we first met, which doesn't surprise me in the slightest. <laughs> because of the energy and the essence that you're bringing to your business, sustainable, your role modeling for your children, help having a balanced business uh, as a, a business owner makes um, everything possible. You're leveraging not just your own skills, but also your husband's skills in the business as well. And yeah. when you can draw on your family members and create jobs for other women... I mean, that's phenomenal. How could it not be yeah, successful? <laughs> <laughs> I suppose so. I mean, it, as you know, it takes a lot of work, and there are a lot of days where you're like, oh, why am I even doing this? Maybe I should give up. But I think when you have the support of your family and you have the support of other entrepreneurs, it just it makes you keep going. And then, And also, I'm sure, you know, at a certain point, you just become – unemployable like you could probably never <laughs> work for someone else anyway so you have to make it work <laughs> I um, I actually had uh, been at an event last night um, and um, the CEO founder um, Vicky Saunders was talking about being un- being unemployable and <laughs> I can totally relate to that um, yeah. as I said my last corporate job was now over 10 years ago and that whole concept of feeling that you need to ask for permission, um, it stifles creativity. And 100%. I just I just love being able to run my business in a way that makes sense for me because mm-hmm. four years ago, um, I did burn out. I mean, I was working so hard, chasing you know, big contracts and um, you know, basically looking at money as my measure of success. And it was yeah. it was shortly after I burned out that Alex started his business, and it really put the spotlight on how I could engage in business in a different way and mm-hmm. still do what I love to do, serve the women I love to serve, and yet have a compassionate side that really spoke to my my nurturing and my my feminine energy, and. Um, you know, for women who are listening and you're in your business and you're feeling like you're burning out, if you don't have yet a social enterprise element in your business, come and talk to me. I'm happy to share, you know, maybe it's through coaching, maybe it's a quick conversation, a little bit more about how you might start to tap into that, bring that into your business because yeah. it really so did does you, make a huge sorry. difference. Did you find that when you started focusing more on the social aspect, money didn't become your 
your uh, yardstick for success? Well, it's one of the ways to ensure that there is sustainability. So I right. don't want to completely dismiss it. Um, however, well, eat. <laughs> what, what's happened with with the book, for example, is I've had so many people that are just delighted to support the expansion and the launch of the book. Um, and I think that it is connected with the fact that it's here to serve. It's mm-hmm. here to information and um, the thought of being able to donate a million copies. Because that's my goal. I want to be able to right. donate a million copies of the book to Women's Foundation Shelters and Not-for-Profits, which means mm-hmm. see, I need to sell a million if I'm going to do a one-for-one business model. And that is right. So it's, uh, it's going to take, it's gonna take uh, quite a bit of focus. And at the same time, it warms my heart to be able to give someone a copy of my book. I've given a few so far to women who are leading women's organizations, and the response has been phenomenal, and it just fills my soul. Well, yeah, when you, the more you give, honestly, the more you receive. And it's, and it's always when you, like, are never looking for it. If you're giving from a, a place that's sincere – then you you just always receive more, and I think people can see when when you're genuine and authentic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think your listeners should take that away. Sorry. It, it's funny how sometimes we we have things arriving in our lap, and at the time it seems as though yeah, that's actually you know fairly well aligned with what I'm you know what I want to do. Um, and then there comes a certain point, and I'm not sure if it's age-related or awareness-related. I think for me it was more awareness. When I burned out, I stopped uh, what I call running around in the bottom of the pond, creating <laughs> water, stirring up, you know, stirring up so much chaos that I couldn't have clarity to see what was really needed. And when I stopped running around and stood still, I started to see things in different ways. I started to see how I could bring a various set of experiences of, you know, all the interviews that I've done over the years, helping people have career conversations, helping business um, leaders, women in particular, with with coaching expansion of their business and, you know, Mm -hmm. how mentorship has played an important role and volunteering and how these things came together in a new way. And each experience has led to and supported what I'm doing right now. Nice. It's fascinating. Yeah, well, I guess isn't the famous quote that you can't connect the dots uh, looking forward, you can only connect them looking back? Mm. And I think I'm quite good with my clients that you know, when, when individuals come to me, are you still there? Yeah, I'm still here. There we go. I thought I pushed the <laughs> button for a moment and cut myself off. Um, <laughs> to actually be able to join the dots, they come with the dots, and I can join them and, and see the picture, the full picture, yeah. and then we start exploring um, opportunities about how closely these things align with what they're passionate about, what they get excited about. So Yeah, that's the nice thing about having somebody to bounce ideas off of because you can't, like you don't know what you don't know. So it's always good to have a second opinion of somebody that you trust and somebody who's kind of been there before. Absolutely. So just a reminder to anyone who's listening on the call, has a question, the dial-in number is one eight 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 
627-6008 to connect with either uh, Jamila or myself. And in the meantime, I was interested, I saw you were out in uh, Japan, Okinawa, Kyoto. Now, was that purely a vacation, or were you sourcing products as well while you were there? Um, It wasn't. uh, Okay, well, we tried to make some of it a business vacation just so we could write off a portion of it. We did visit a few stores. We weren't sourcing any materials from there, but we would love to sell in Japan. They have... The people there have a very unique style, and they're always very well put together. There's a lot of attention to detail. But you know what? We were last, we actually booked a trip in January, and we had some money after Christmas, and we were like, you know what? We work really hard, and we are awesome parents, and we are going to take a vacation. (laughs) So, I mean, Japan is a place that we've always kind of wanted to go. I wanted to see Tokyo because it's such a large metropolis just to see so many people in one little space was what I wanted to see. And the Japanese culture is very, I think that the way that they do things and the way that they do business is inspiring in and of itself. They're more of like, you can have both. It can be and. It's not like in North America where it, it has to be either or. Either your product is cheap and low quality or it's high end and, you know, um, really expensive. I think the Japanese have, they demonstrate that you can have really, really good quality at a really good price. And that's something that I learned in school, but going to Japan really solidified that for me. And especially like when it comes to business, having high quality jewelry, but that's still affordable or having something that's, you know, sustainable, but also still attractive. Like you, you can have it all if you work, if you if you focus on what your values are and work to make it happen because like nothing is impossible. And I think going to Japan and like actually booking the ticket was like, yeah, I can do anything. We can do anything if you if you really put your mind to it, but also plan right and and make those make those decisions and say, yeah, I want to do this, and these are the steps that. I have to take to make it there. So yeah, Japan was, it was amazing. And we didn't have to like wake up every morning to take the kids to school. So that was great too. <laughs> so did the kids go without, did you go without the kids then for that trip? Yes. We went okay. without the children. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So yeah. it really must've felt like um, a, a true break. <laughs> yes, it was. It was like, and then the other thing that we, that we were like, we were like, you know what, if we can't go to Japan and the business, like if we go to Japan and the business falls apart, then we don't have a business because you have to build a business where you can walk away for a week or two without worrying like, oh my gosh, are the orders going to get filled? Are people going to be able to buy or this, this and that? So I feel like it was a vacation to prove that we had built a business that doesn't need us there all the time because mm. I mean as yeah as you know it's so important uh, you, yeah. yeah it's so important you have to still be able to live your life you put in hours and hours and hours of work almost every day and you have to see the payoff and the payoff is going on vacation for three weeks and leaving other people to like make the business work mm. well I yeah. know from I know from the work that I've done in in HR over the years that sustainable businesses need a couple of things. They need some great systems 
space, whether that's yes. automation or processes, they also mm-hmm. need great staff in order to be able to, as you say, step away from the business because otherwise you've, you know, as Robert Kiyosaki says in the cash flow quadrant, you've just bought yourself a job. If exactly. you are still <laughs> earning paid by the hour, you're going to eventually run out of hours in the day that you can work. And that means mm-hmm. that if you're not at work, you're not earning. So it's really um, much harder to take a vacation and not feel guilty about it, particularly for exactly. women who do a great job. <laughs> so yeah. it, is, it yeah. is about building out that, that fabulous team that echoes your values and mm-hmm. can deliver to your clients in the same standard and fashion and customer orientation as you would if you were there. And as a leader, I congratulate you on stepping into that level of trusting that you have your team in place to look after the business because that is a big mindset switch as well. It definitely is. Because before in the business, I'd be like, oh, no, I'll just do it myself because I'll do it better. But then you have to, yeah, you have to hire the right people. You have to say, I trust this person to make this happen. And, like, if you can't let go of certain things, then you can't grow, Mm. like, as a person and as a business, I think. Absolutely. Well, I know that when I did my – the video that I've been playing, um, Mm -hmm. I had, you know, thought about for a Kickstarter campaign doing my own video and was uh, recommended to connect with Sergey at New West Media, and I am so glad that I did. He did an amazing job for a very um, reasonable um, investment, and that video has supported me in a, in a number of ways, far more than I ever imagined, even though it's talking about Harvey Weinstein October 5th, which is actually October 5th of 2017, in case anyone listening is saying, well, that wasn't that recent. Um, It's hard to imagine that a whole year has gone by where this book has taken a year and a half of my time to be putting together. I think we had a third clip to to, to actually just close that piece. I'm passionate about women's equality. Why? I grew up in England in a house with a flow of negative comments from my father which destroyed my mum's dignity until she became an empty shell of the vibrant woman she'd once been, belittled by constant criticism and questioning of her abilities. Through my own life journey and supporting hundreds of female clients, I've discovered critical words to ask to get what we really want collaboratively. I know there are critical links between our language, our behavior, our mindset, and our success in life. Words from a song can replay in our head for hours, and poetry can bring a lump in our throats. I've combined my insights with interviews from influential women, sharing their pearls of wisdom, supplemented with research and reference studies from established scholars. Women are rising up. It's time for women to be heard. Let's use more powerful, positive language and join the rising tide of change. This book is for you, a woman looking to the future, ready to embrace significant positive changes in your life by using more confident language. Eliminate those words that drain your power. Add words that energize and invigorate and shift from ordinary to extraordinary. Just one word can change your life 
I believe every woman needs their own copy of this powerful book. It's time for action and time for change. Order and reserve your own copy of Words, Women and Wisdom today. keeping units or designs that really, really target your customer and and make sure that you're not everything to everyone. And then the other thing would be to start building a business where you can walk away. So if you say, okay, I make um, silver jewelry and I want to market to certain people, online, then you have to say, okay, this is how I take my product photography. Can I, can, if somebody was to read this, can somebody with the absolute basic level of understanding be able to follow these instructions? Because if you start building your business as a business instead of as like a job, then you can easily design your lifestyle in, in a way that makes you happy. And then also having beautiful product photography and selling, you know, selling the, the lifestyle and the aspirational aspect of your product. That's what I would, I would tell people. <laughs> and also have a purpose. You have to wake, wake up every day with a purpose in your life. And if you, if you don't have purpose, then it's going to be really difficult for you to wake up every day and work in your business. So that's what I would say. And, and I, I totally agree with everything you're saying. You know, having been involved with eight different startups now, um, I, I, I hear and I see that, um, that message so clearly and also in the conversations with many of my clients. I mean, a lot of the, the ladies are coming to me with a business that's already started, but they're burning out. Um, and having oh, okay. done that myself and come out the other side, rebranded, repurposed, um, and, and I'm now doing other you know, other delightful things to help expand women's consciousness, awareness, and wisdom and knowledge in business operations, it just makes such a huge difference if you're living purposefully. And I truly yep. believe that that I am. And I, I hear that in everything that you're doing. I mean, your new Harmony collection, Find Your oh, Harmony. I love that. I love that. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, that was really important to me to have like other because that was a 
a light bulb for me, having all of your values and your actions kind of be in line because it's only when you're harmonious in what you think and what you do and what you believe that you can move towards happiness. Mm. Yeah, and, and in our last conversation, I think we talked a little bit about values, and that's a big thing that I've always carried forward with me when I was working in um, uh, human senior human resources roles and, and interviewing and hiring, you know, 6,000 people. Um, mm-hmm. You know, if you don't have a good match of values with what you're bringing to the table as an employee with your employer, or if you don't have that match of your values with the clients that you're working with, it really does create headaches. And when we're living and working on purpose, sometimes I think it takes a little while to figure out what that purpose is. And having someone else, you know, such as a coach, to to work through some of those um, uncertainties with can help to clarify and condense a lot quicker. But it's so, so because when you wake up every day, you don't wake up and hit the snooze button. You wake up and you get up right away. You've got important stuff to do. <laughs> That's right. That's right. And yeah, I think I think as a business owner, when you it does, uh, it's hard when you're hiring because you do you want to make sure that you're not only hiring people that are like you, but you also have to make sure that you hire people that have the same values as you because that's what makes small organizations work really well when everybody's kind of on the same page and has the same core beliefs about how life should be then yeah then it's it's just it just makes life just so much better and I think that's the nice thing about being an entrepreneur you get to choose who you want to work with (laughs) so there's also less stress in your life (laughs) I mean you might not necessarily want to you know get at the granular level to choose all of the individual people who right buy your bracelets or, you know, shop for your beautiful earrings or rings or necklaces. However, when you're designing them as a chief designer, you have that ideal client avatar in mind and Mm -hmm. directly bring to life the material that you want to share and express your ideas through. And that, I think, is why it's been such a beautiful gift. Now, I don't know if you've thought about um, in our last few minutes with Alora. I know that you've you know, just recently re- rebranded. So if you're just mm-hmm. tuning in now, you can look at um, Jamila's beautiful products on Alora, A-L-O-R-A dot C-A. Was there anything special that you wanted to, to offer up as a gift or something special to draw attention to for the listeners? Sure. I have a... Um discount code for anybody who wants to shop online and it's a very generous 20%. So if you type in at checkout triple W20, then you can get 20% at checkout. So www20 is yes. discount code at checkout. Exactly, exactly. And oh, then all orders over $75 get free shipping. That's lovely. And yeah. what I'm going to offer is with this um, with this interview, because it is recorded, it will get archived on the Words, Women, and Wisdom show page. And nice. with your permission, I'd also like to share it as a replay link. So I'm happy to okay. put that on, on uh, Facebook, on Twitter, LinkedIn, and also include it to my VIP group who, who are receiving personal emails from me. Can we do that? Perfect. That yeah, is- that sounds excellent. 
Oh, that's lovely. Thank you so much. Yeah. So I hope, ladies, um, that have been dial- uh, that have been listening in, that you're taking away some nuggets today from my conversation with the beautiful Jamila Gon. <laughs> um, Jan, but that's okay. <laughs> Jan uh, with Alora, and also thinking about, you know, how could you live more purposefully if you could bring to your life the level of passion that myself and Jamila have for the work that we're doing, if you could make a bigger impact in the world through starting or accelerating and advancing a business that you already have, what can you do to bring in a social enterprise element? It's super Mm -hmm. important to not burning out. And as you learn today from myself and um, my beautiful guest, when you can intertwine a business that you can actually operate without you being there every minute of every day, take a vacation, <laughs> yeah. build up something that is beautiful, purposeful, and impactful, it does give you the opportunity to then use some of your valuable time to take back out into the community some of these words of wisdom and nuggets. So I do it through sharing mentorship programs, for organizations, through my speaking, through the book, through the donations of the book to women's foundations, shelters, and not-for-profits, and also through um, Jamila with her work expanding out with talking at places like MRU, um, with she Powers Initiative. I'm excited to learn more about that in the fall. So thank you to my beautiful guest for joining me today. And uh, make sure you check out Alora. Dot .ca and that discount code on checkout of www20 very generous thank you so much have a wonderful week everybody and bye for now bye <laughs>